Welcome down to this week's episode of Paddy Talks Golf. As ever, presented by SeedGolf.com. What's that even mean, presented by? If it wasn't for Seed Golf Balls, this podcast would not exist. So we partnered with them from before day one, and we're enjoying this journey together in the podcast world. The podcast is sponsored by DrewsGolf.com. Um, big summer season, spring, summer 21, about to hit the website. If not today, then in the coming days, so check it out. Um... It's been a big week in Paddy Talks Golfland. We have a new website launched last week, hence no podcast last week. So go check out paddytalksgolf.com. Let me know the feel of the website. Do you like it? And there's some hand visors, Killing Rafferty bucket hats and yardage books available there to support the cause of the ever-endeavouring pursuit of better audio. Speaking of Killing Rafferty, he's today's guest. Roll it there, Roshi. Listen, we're talking about practice. Joe Bradley told us the production line was finished in Kerry. Where's Joe Bradley? What did he get at? to this week's episode i'm sitting down with a man and it's actually take two for us and we've been working on this episode since the week of the irish open i think we we're trying to meet the tented village but such as his schedule really really busy golfer because he's one of the the elite the, the the highest ranked amateur golfer on the island currently number 21 winner of the south winner of the west walker copper it's keelan rafferty everyone how are you doing keelan hey thanks buddy thanks for having me Asher, not a bother. Um, I don't envy you, Keelan, the last the last six weeks, given your, your new profession. Would we call it a profession? Frost, rain. I look over the wall here at the lads in Craddockstown and they're in drains. Dirty, dirty work. Is that what they have you doing in Dundalk as well? Yeah, well, a drain's a drain, no matter where it is. It's a, <laughs> it's gonna be dirty. But yeah, no, it's it's been a, a busy a busy few weeks, which kinda was nice. Um give me a bit of a routine because other than that I would have been sitting at home cracking up well I'm, I'm sitting at home cracked up um so so being outside even even in the bad weather is a big help um it, it reminds me of days in the bog when you'd be out turning turf in obscene weather obscene like obscene weather just dreaming of the toasted sandwich and tea when you get home Keelan um elite golfer does that mean you can practice now in lockdown or what's your status yeah so we've kind of been allowed to use practice facilities once the golf club allowed it um and lucky enough there's a driving range only a couple of minutes from the house that i've kind of my good mate of mine runs it <clears throat> so i've been kind of keeping in with him and hitting a couple of balls here there and something that i wouldn't normally do wouldn't be one for spending too much time in a range but when it's the only option, I suppose we have to just grin and bear and go go and hit a few. No, exactly. It's some, it's something I would have loved doing is actually range golf, but I've a different take in the last couple of years from following people like I don't know if you follow him on Instagram, James Nicholson. He was Walker yeah. Cup, wasn't he? I didn't know if you ever played against him. Did James play Kerry Cup maybe? I think I that's right, yeah. James. Yeah, yeah that's I actually right. played against James. Seven Connor played against James uh, Kerry Cup. Last, no, well, not last year, now it's the year before, isn't it? <laughs> it is, but like he, he puts up a lot of drills that you know 
not a volume thing, but like you could be 20 balls, but it's you've you can only hit one ball in a minute. You know, so it's a very yeah, focused yeah. session, you know, so stuff like that I, I'm trying to do. Um, but you strike me as very much a field player. Why? Because we've had kind of had this shot already and technology played against us, but would that be a, a true a characterization or, or stereotype of, of RAF? Yeah, I suppose like I grew up where it was I was left out. Uh actually I got a bus out to Green Hour at the time from the dock at eight in the morning and I wouldn't have left the golf course from I got there at half eight until my father picked me up at half five six. Um some of the days you might skip the lunch, some days you might go in and grab something, but it was very much you could play thirty six in a day, you could play lucky enough out there it was a twelve six sort of split. So you could play any amount of holes you wanted and then plenty of pitching and putting comps. So I've kind of always spent my time more so on the course than a range. So just kind of figuring it out. As you say, when you're younger, you don't really pay much attention to the the older, wiser heads that's trying to give you a bit of advice. You just go with, go with your gut. But um, yeah, no, just kind of do my own little thing and try and feel my way around golf courses. So probably would class myself as a field rather than technique-based player. So, so would that be your earliest memory of golf then, Keenan? Would it be getting the bus ticket, ticket to ride at seven in the morning, heading over to Green or, or? Yeah, well, I kind of, I had caddied for my dad. Like, I know they'd always tell me stories of being potty trained with a, a plastic set of little fish or golf clubs or whatever they're called. I can't even remember the name of them, but whacking them around the sitting room. But uh, I would remember caddying for my dad when I was maybe five or six going out. He used to play early morning, so I'd turn the switch on the electric trolley and let it drag me around after it. But uh, he's left-handed, so I had to turn his clubs upside down and back to front and all sorts just to start swinging it. Um, when I figured out that I was right-handed, I suppose. But uh, they're kind of the first memories I have, but to go out and play on my own and sort of start getting a little bit competitive or sort of get the interest was when I was rocking up to, as you say, the half-seven bus to head out the road. No, Delhi, so you'd be handy from behind a tree these days then, just flip it over and go left-handed, you know, if you're, yeah, you're stymied. That's <laughs> right. Start, start left-handed, so I, I can hit the odd one left-handed. Hopefully you don't have to hit too many of them, but it can be done. No, Delhi, so, like, it's been well documented that you're, you know, late to the game, which is not late to the game, I suppose, maybe late to the elite side of the game. Is that Would that be right to say? Because I picked up, I suppose, on, on you being one of the... In, in, in the discussions around amateur golf, because you were, picked up the, you know, the mature student and went through menu that way, was that your second time round round the trip, or, or was that when you really took a designated view of, of how you wanted to approach golf, or, or did you go for the earlier on as well? Yeah, no, I was, to be honest, I was never really good enough when I was younger. Um, I was the journeyman traveling to under fifteen events and. If I made a cut, I felt like I was after winning the event. I was never really... I was decent enough for local level, but when you get out and you see what's out there, I was always a bit behind. Uh, and then, when I kind of was playing and not sure what I was going to do for a couple of years and then decided when I was 18, I'll give it a bit of a go. Um, and when I say give it a go, I just practice a little bit more and kind of found out what a pint was and enjoyed myself so golf fell away again on me but then 
just when I sort of, I have a big view on enjoying it, uh, especially in the last number of years, I try to enjoy it more than worry about it. So I think it was 2015, I went on an attitude of what will be, it'll be. Um, the clubs just take them out of the car and head to the first tee and see what happens on the day. And it kind of it stood to me a bit. Um, the temper got better on the golf course and golf, as a result, just got better. But uh, it was from 2015 on, so I, I suppose I was on the older end of scales at that stage, just starting out and making my first panels and stuff like that there. Like, I'd been on the under-18 Lensa panels, but to make my first Irish panel, I was... I think I played homes that year. I didn't even make a panel. I just made a team more than anything else. Um, so, yeah, it was late to the scene in that sense, but I kind of... Is it is it age? Is sort of you be a little bit wiser with the age and a little bit cuter when it comes to things. So I suppose it's to my advantage now at this stage. Absolutely, I I still play that card being being thirty four now this week. Um, I still play that card. Oh, I don't need to be as good as yet because I'm I'll try and play smarter than you, and it, and it does work out sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes um, yeah. But yeah, it's a big focus that I've taken on board as well I suppose when because I was taking it too seriously for, for a family who wasn't that good you know what I mean <laughs> and it can be said for a lot of a lot of people and a lot of high handicaps you know they just go out and enjoy it and, and the less you think about it the better you play it that's why everyone plays better with two beers in them yeah, um, <laughs> um, I don't know if you take two beers when you're wearing when you're wearing the shamrock uh, no 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 Ireland. I wouldn't you have, to, have to refrain from that but but that's an approach I've heard. I'm not. I think it might have been Conor Roker. It might have been um, Paul McBride who said it that it was actually an approach that Neil Manship takes sometimes. Is that if you're feeling good enough when you get out of the car, then do just go to the first. Day. You don't have to pound the range, pound the practice before every session. Um, is there a time though when you do get out the car and you're like, do you know what? There's just something a bit off today. I'll, I'll go do that, or or do you, or is it just? Car park golf. Oh, I'd be, yeah, I'd be very much a car park golf, but uh, kind of gone away to a few events with Neil and as Neil calls it, the Rolls Royce. He just Rolls Royce it today. He'd say to me whenever we'd rock up. In other words, he's just gonna head to the first tee or watch the story. And I found that the last time I spent in a range before I went out, the less I knew where the bad shots were gonna go. So you weren't trying to fix anything or look for anything. Not that you should anyway on a range before you go out, but everyone does it subconsciously. I think you start thinking a little bit more, but I just I hit a few putts, a couple of pitches and it'd be loose enough at that stage um, mm. just to kind of give it a run and see what happens. Yeah, just to see where it's at. Is it left to right or right to left today? Um, yeah. But, but don't try to fix it, maybe. Um, very important in places like, is it East Clare? Uh, in Nath Golf Club in Port Marnock to know whether it's, if it's going left to right, Jesus. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you know? it can stand to you sometimes. You can right. stand to you all right in that, in that, in that sense. Um, would you say 2018 was your breakthrough year? All, I get to the stage where all the years roll into one and I nearly forget what happened in each year but 2018 that was that's south of Ireland year uh, yeah, that, yeah. And the year yeah that was I think the same year I led the qualifying in the AM um, I just 
it was one of them years where I just kind of, as I say, I was always slowly improving each year and each time I went out, I was slowly improving and had the good scores there. I went to the South, kind of, I love Lynch. Um, I didn't play that many of the Souths now, I won't lie, but every time I did get down, I loved it. And just went into that week, kind of laughing and joking with uh, Rowan, who ended up playing in the final. We went down the same day and we were actually staying in the same hotel. Potentially, actually, we shared a room maybe but um, for a while. But we could crack and just felt that everything was going my way that week. Um, as I say, got through the qualifying with a couple of good scores and then match play is match play, isn't it? Like, it goes either way. You can play really well and be better. You can play really bad and win. Um, but yeah, that that whole year in general was kind of on that sense where I just enjoyed, had the crack at every event I went to. And as I say, it kind of kept me moving in the right direction. I suppose if, I, if there was a blip in that year, it might have put a halt to it. But 2018 seemed to be the year that, as 2015 was probably the first year I noticed it, but 2018 then to take the step and get a win was definitely a year to kind of push on. Yeah, and you can see it like if if, if people are interested, just go to the Wagger wagr.com website. You can you can go back and see all the events for all of our top amateurs, and you can kind of see it. You know, it kind of came on came onto the radar in 15, played in the events, then had a couple of top 20s in 16. You know, and then we started really competing. And I don't think there's many things outside the top ten in 2017. There's a yeah. couple of wins, couple of wins, and yeah. top third in the north, fifth in the west, and then 2018 is when you when you nailed one of those. Um, you know, one of the mark, one of the majors, as they say here, uh, top three in the east again. So, you know, I don't need to go through the <laughs> to everything single <laughs> ranking or anything, but like that brought you into like Walker Cup discussions then. And that was 2019. What was your, that was, where was that? Was that High Lake 2019? Yeah. Where Tiger won the Open. That's that's why yeah. I was at that Open. So High Lake is a special place and it's a memory for me. Uh, four days of absolute debauchery. Uh, <laughs> and that's when I was introduced to a Forest Point, would you believe it or not? I was in the back end of the world. Um, <laughs> not a bad spot. Mayfair no. cigarettes. <laughs> I don't think you touched a Mayfair that week, but... No. Um, can you walk me through what, what's it like playing in the Walker Cup? Yeah, like I always say it uh, when it was around the time of picking a team and I had never, well, not, I never dreamt I'd play it, to be honest with you. As I say, I was sort of, was never really great younger and then slowly got on the scene and first of all, it was get on a Leinster team and eventually got on the Leinster team and that was great. Then it was right, let's try to make an Irish team because you're around that sort of standard, I suppose, whatever way you want to put it. But uh, I remember when Walker Cup was being announced and I was on the panel, I was kind of just sitting going, what's going on here? Like, where did this come from? And having a crack with Neil about it and he was saying about how would I feel with it. So I didn't think of it before. So it was going to be a shock no matter what happened to me. But uh, to actually get picked then and to play it, it was unbelievable. Um, the whole week, meeting up with lads that you don't normally play with, to gel as a team, we don't get enough for the, at golf, I don't think. It's very lonely at times, I suppose, is one way to put it. It's all individual-based, but to be part of a squad that is a mix of English, Scottish, Irish, 
uh, all ages, all character types. It was it was brilliant. Um, just getting together, practicing before it, seeing the venue that we were playing, different things like that, and then to experience the buzz of whatever number of thousand people standing a foot and a half away from you, which you wouldn't get away with in these times, but. You barely had the room to you barely had room to swing a club at times and um but no, it was definitely the best week I've had experienced in golf. Fair juice like there's a of the Irish that were there was young young Mark Power, Kilkenny, Mr. Purcell of Portman, who's now pro, your good self, and Jimmy Suggsy from Mallow, who's just turned pro. Um so so good representation there, Ewan Walker. Um, he got he got to the final. He, he wasn't uh, James beat him in the final. James beat him in the, the amateur, final. yeah. So so they weren't 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 stuck for a few good players. Um, what learning? What did you learn that week? Or is there anything that you took out of it? Did you did you say, do you know what? I looked at Alex Fitzpatrick or or Ewan Walker or somebody else or Harry Hall indeed. And was like, did you know what? I I love how they do that. I read a bit more into that. Or, or did you take anything in particular away from that week in preparation or, yeah, or in general play? Probably not to that much. Like we we had played a lot of golf with most of the boys, sort of against each other, I suppose. And we had all known each other's game and just probably noticed more on how different people prepare. Um, people do their own, have their own little ways of doing things differently and definitely strengths in some players' games and sort of what people do, as I say, like you and Walker, what a putter, like, geez, I don't think he missed whenever I watched him. Uh, and then you had Alex, Alex strikes it really well. And Harry is just laid back Harry. He just plods about, no real care in the world. And But at the same time as every care, he, he doesn't want to, make mistakes he's a very his own way of doing things but other than that is it nothing really like jumps out that I would remember just it was nice that they all were on the same boat of we're all a team here this week and wanted to feel make everyone feel as comfortable as possible because we don't know each other overly well other than when we meet up not deadly quick question because like from from talking to the likes of yourself and, and Paul McBride and uh, Gavin Moynihan and these, you know, and the Walker Cup is the epitome for us amateur-wise. And it's like, next step is professional ranks after that. But having played in one, do, and like Europeans are big into the, the team side of things, or GB and I, both in sport, but especially in golf, when it comes to golf teams, the camaraderie and, and I suppose the teamwork and, and pulling in one direction is always, always comes through. Having played the Americans... At that level, do they see the same way, or no? Absolutely not. Um, like it's so different. They are just out for themselves, um, and it you could see it. Like the lads had done so well. Unfortunately, myself and James didn't get to play a foursomes match, but the GB and I lads done so well when it came to parents because they gel and they can give each other a few words of encouragement or help each other out, but. If you watch the Americans, it was, I'm going to read the putt and I don't want your opinion to his partner at times. Um, and it's very much a, I'm going to hit the best shot today instead of just as a team, we're going to play well today. I just found that they don't have that sort of bonding session, maybe if, if that's what it's called, 
off the course they're best of mates but as soon as they get on the golf course they're nearly too competitive to put that to one side and actually help each other um, so I do think definitely like whatever it may be or whatever reason it is this side of the pond seems to gel a lot better and have a lot more sort of team spirit if that's what you want to call it among the group which helps big time yeah definitely because like you can you can kind of see it for, for, from the outside looking in you can kind of see it between like just like someone's um, someone's um, body awareness like you know from their body language you know and like the, the Walking Cup wasn't covered 2019 and, and it's to me which is very disappointing for well me being selfish right because I want to see the, the top amateurs uh, play but like I would have seen it in um, was it the American amateur in, in Bandon Dunes last year and it's just the way they kind of carry themselves you know it's it's, it's very Mayfane um, and I think that's down to grassroots and, and, and junior golf in, in terms of how their setup is and how our setup is like they're super competitive on a very individual basis from under 10s or whatever you know yeah, or, yeah. while it's it's very much um we're all here to have fun in gb and i in, in a good way you know enjoy what you're doing kind of saying what you're saying like i want to enjoy my golf and that's when i play my best and that's kind of I think it might be very Irish outlook, but the but the Brits have it as well in terms of we're all here to enjoy whoever wins and fair play, like you know, yeah, I'll have my go next yeah. week. Um how does Walker Cup compare to Palmer Cup? You played it there just before Christmas, wasn't it? Yeah, it's like it has its similarities, but at the same time is completely different. Um like obviously the team aspect is there and definitely having more countries involved was an experience in one say in one way like all people from all over the world were playing in it rather than just your GB and I lads obviously but um, it gelled the same as we gelled in Walker Cup between the lads and the girls there was no sort of separation it was dinner every night not that it's it's where it was school kids having to be put at the same table or whatever else but we're all adults at this stage and we all do mix and it is a case of that no one was left out, that if there was someone sat at the table on their own, first in, just sat at the table, even if there was a seat beside maybe who they would normally sit with. Um, it was a it was a good experience in that way because going over, I wasn't sure, being that little bit older than what college, as I call them, college kids are. Now I look at Mark Power and think he's still a child, which he has the mentality sometimes, but we, we let him away with it. Um, I'll have a chat to him about that. He's playing Pinehurst this week. Yeah. Oh, uh, we'll see. We'll know. see. We'll see if I can get yeah, through that one. Him, uh, <laughs> that there was just 18 holes of torture. But, um, yeah, so I kind of, as I say, wasn't sure what to expect going. But it was equally as a good week. Um, to play Bay Hill was um, unbelievable. Uh, you see it on telly all the time. And you just say, oh, I'd love to play there. But to actually get to play it and experience the whole Palmer legacy uh, was pretty cool actually uh, they just adore him and for every reason they, they should uh, he was he was very obviously a great ambassador for golf and everything he done around that area is, is brilliant but uh, yeah it was a great week uh, got the whole of putt on 18 similar to 
the lads are doing a Sunday, I suppose, at the invitation, which was another nice way to finish off my week. But Merry uh, Christmas, Keelan, huh? Absolutely. Happy birthday, Merry Christmas, all in one go. But no, it was good. It was, it was a really good week too. Uh, and it's the only competitive golf we've had now in nearly 12 months. So that was another nice feeling. Get sort of something going. Deadly. And you, like, you were nursing a bit of a dodgy thumb there for a long while, I suppose. That's where you um, maybe use lockdown is, is to maybe take care of that. Was there much time between having the thumb right and having to go out to Bay Hill? I think, I remember walking it out and I think I played 27 holes in 16 weeks leading up to it. Okay. Just as well you're a Rolls Royce, huh? Yeah, I got I got the Bay Hill, needless to say, a little worse than Rusty. Um, I nearly I had to go look for the golf clubs at one stage to give them a bit of a clean and get the cobwebs off them. But when I got there... The first couple on the range was, I, I know what a beginner feels like again. Um, it wasn't easy, but like that, the thumb's been pretty good as as of late. Um, starting, this, you can feel it each day, full strength back in it now. And whereas up to this, I could always feel a little niggle, but definitely it's a lot better now and just need to get back out playing, uh, give it a good run and see how it holds up. 100% always be always be wary of the injured golfers and that is yeah, so yeah. We'll, keep, we'll keep an eye on you um, last couple of weeks there's been some very interesting information or um, I suppose restructuring of um, endorsements and money in relation to amateurs in, in, in regard that you can actually have an endorsement is that right? so someone could come around and go Under Armour or whoever you know other brands do exist or Druids or Seed or whatever yeah yeah um, can say, hey, Keaton, um, you know, we're prepared to do X and Y. How, is, is that an opportunity for you kind of this year ramping up to maybe turn a professional or maybe help with that discussion in terms of you can actually um, leverage a bit of support and see what maybe it's like before yeah, making a decision? I I kind of would be. I read bits and pieces of it. I'm not, not a great man for keeping up with the, the latest stuff, but from what I read of it and what I kind of understand is, yeah, that there's the availability to be have a sponsor now from a company um, which is in my opinion a great idea uh, I think what it'll do is make the transition a lot easier for some people because they've experienced it for a lot longer um, companies can approach players probably with a little bit more ease now instead of walking on eggshells which I'm sure there was times that I have no experience whatsoever in people approaching but I'm sure when it comes to it that there's a little bit of tiptoeing around, not wanting to to cross any lines or any boundaries. So now that's kind of just removed all that mm. and probably make things a lot easier for, as I say, both the player as well as companies trying to just trying to keep the image there, I suppose. But um, it's it's a good thing, I think, anyway. Uh, the young lads will benefit more, so maybe coming up now. Well, like when I would have asked the question before of of lads who turn pro, and I kind of personally put it very well when I had a chat with him was, uh, it doesn't matter how much money or how many sponsors you have, really, it is like you, you have to perform. Like you, your golf tells the story, and then you shouldn't have to really worry about 
um, a sponsor coming on board. But but yeah, the question from my front is, you need a leg up at the start. You know what I mean? You oh, need, you, yeah. you know, even like I don't know, I don't know how how lads and ladies um, are full time amateurs, even to get around Ireland, let alone the world travel without the support of Golf Ireland and, and Sport Ireland, etc. To get to places like South Africa and play in the in the right events to get them to get to a status to then have a platform to turn pro from, you know? Yeah, like I, I guess I, I would be kind of had chats with people over the years that potentially looking at allowing amateurs earn X amount would be more beneficial for getting ready for the next step because it, it, it makes no sense in one, say, one way that an amateur travels to an event spends all the money on hotels and whatnot to win a voucher. Uh, mm. That was always like, what oh, I've been rude, what uses the voucher to the amateur after spending all that on the week to get there. And I understand that at the same time, it's still a hobby to a point. You're not earning a living at it as an amateur. So therefore, why should you get money out of it? But that, I think that rule change as well, allowing amateurs accept the heck you can accept the maximum amount as a cash prize now is a good idea um, just to help with expenses but going forward it could be something to look at might hold a few more amateurs in the game for another couple of years and let people play for a decent amount of money obviously not crazy money but if it's a couple of if it's a thousand euro or if it's two thousand euro to have a sweat over a six foot on the 18th maybe Get you, get you going and get you maybe experienced into what pro life's going to be like. Because um, I don't think... I think the difference between standing over a six-footer for cash and standing over a six-footer for a trophy and pride, because at the end of the day, that's what pro golf is. You have to make a living at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's You're there to make money and keep food on the table. So it is all at the end of the day, no matter what anyone says, the money end of it is still going to be the reason that you're doing it. So just to experience that, it'd be sort of a good idea at an amateur level rather than just jumping straight in a pro level, I think. Yeah, like I think I think I think it'll work out is a win-win situation for well, I suppose especially the way our system is set up from having spoken to people who are on the verge of turning pro like yourself, have done it, have come back to it, like Mr. O'Keefe and Cork. Right, no amateur sat so much you came back and went again. Right, <laughs> but I think there's more the the pressures of being on tour, is that now you can go and you can experience no Alps, or you can go do Clutch Pro in the UK or a MENA tour, and compete for for that level of money uh, without it affecting your status. And really, like you said there, put the um you know put the thermometer in and see see how hot you get. You know. Yeah. Can you do the week to week? You know, or you can test. Do I need like Ian Porter? You know, do three weeks and then Jesus, I need four weeks off. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know. And, and hopefully, like hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, you'll be performing good enough over the three weeks to pay for the next four or five. But, yeah. but I, I think, yeah, I think it can only help um, test the waters. You know, and, and to re- remove that that extra level of pressure, turning pro then that that everything rides on this week. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Quick question then. Um, the rest of 2021, assuming uh, we vaccinate more than two people a day in this country, um, where is your focus between now and the end of the year? Assuming everything turns right when, when 
lockdown has been revisited. We'll say the doors opened up somewhat early April. What's your focus or, or your initial strategy this year? Yeah, so got getting word there that Walker Cup is definitely going to head in May, kind of get you excited now to hopefully try and make that team. Um, obviously, I don't have anything to play in to justify getting on the team at the minute, but hopefully what I've done is enough or what I've done in the last number of years and haven't played one will stand to my advantage. But if all going well and I get picked on this, that could potentially, uh, in fact, no, that will be my first event of the year, uh, which is a bit mad to think. So going from that then, looking at your, your Irish schedule to play a couple because there's no real... Look, pro at the minute's always tough. Uh, used to talk to the lads that have turned pro last year, and they're just there's nothing really happening in any form of that level, unless you're in the top end of pro golf. There's very little happening. Um, or so, it's super condensed, and fields yeah, are super condensed. Yeah, tougher to get to, or whatever else, and then with travel as well, isn't helping things. So, turning pro straight away, there'll be no necessity to do it, or no real reason whether I should do it I should maybe play a bit more as I say the amateur golf's going to be going ahead try and get a swing back together and a few decent scores together and then take it from there come later in the year September time maybe um, decide then because if it doesn't happen then I think I'll be too far around the corner and have to sit, have to get a real job I know, no. Who, who's um? Oh, his name eludes me now. But he was on tour, came back, and he went back on tour as a thirty. Jeez, is he, is he the same age as me? Thirty-four, thirty-five. Oh, what's his name? I forget. He's back on European tour. John, is it Caldwell? Oh, Jonathan, they call yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, there's a generation between you and him. So plenty. <laughs> <laughs> Seven years of the generation. So um, don't 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 be too modest now, Mister Mister Rafferty. So. Uh, the most important questions are coming up, right? So, Keelan Rafferty, are you ready for the quickfire Q and A? Indeed, indeed. Super. What would your walk on song be? Uh, big one in this house is American Pie with Don McLean, so I'd have to have to stick at it for me there. Classic. Gym or pizza? Uh, pizza. If anyone knows me. My whole Q and A rides on your answer to this question: hat visor or a Keelan Rafferty bucket hat? Uh. I suppose it'll have to be the bucket hat. I've got many of them at this stage now. There's a collection. <laughs> and I blame Alex Gleason for that one. Alex got that whole trend going one day and I happened to jump on it and I'm afraid to put one off, or afraid to take one off my head now when I'm playing at times. <laughs> well, it's because you, I have one, would you believe? Um, <laughs> so such is your influence. So tell us the story behind the bucket hat. Where did Alex put it? Was it a bet? Was it... Was it too sunny outside? Where did the bucket hat originally come from? Am I... No, like Alex is Alex is Alex. He's a header who always has been and loves his loves his attire and his funky colours and the man's wore some very, very dubious outfits when we're away at events and some of the things he owns. I don't know where you even come across them, but uh, he came out one day out of nowhere with a bucket hat on and we were all looking at him thinking that's what it's heading off to a rave maybe after a quick nine holes but uh, it was like that I Alex says to me oh, Raf you'd sue the bucket winding me up having a laugh and a joke and I said you know what I'm going to get one for the next time and I'm going to wear it and from that 
Yeah, the Texia leaders well enough, so I keep keep wearing it. They're super comfy, you know. I got mine. I, I got mine down a Waterville, and it was. It was a 21-degree day in late September in 2020. And I'll tell you, my neck, there's no windburn, no sunburn. Um, I'm instantly converted to such a degree they're now available uh, for pre-order on paddytogscap.com. I like that segment. Link below, is it? Yeah, swipe up, swipe up. Uh, There'll be one in the post to you. Um, Back to to the Q&A. Happy Gilmore or Tin Cup? Gilmore. Gilmore. Guinness or Heineken? Guinness walk or cart I walk the cart so you can't you get two stiff sitting in the cart all day win the Masters or win the Open Uh, the Open I think to be called the champion golfer is is a nice uh, title to have I think you can actually you might be able to hear the green keepers next door to me now here cutting down trees or in the big tree management programs that's what the noise is there um, I thought that was just stuck in my head from cutting all day <laughs> no they're they're uh, yeah they're, they're uh, Jesus I say they have about 200 more trees than they need to go over the road here but they're in the big, big tree management program. so I'll have um, I'll have wood chips for about 10 years if I play my cards right happy day uh, Instagram or Twitter uh, probably more on Instagram than I on Twitter Oh, you're, oh no, you're, you're doing good. What, what we'd love to see is a few more stories. Give us, give us the greenkeeper life day to day. Oh, you know, this is nobody, what I'm doing today. <laughs> nobody wants to see that life. You'd be surprised. You know, there's a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of people into agronomy in this country. Um, and player practice. I think we know the answer to this one. Play, definitely play. No, deadly. Now, this is a secret bonus question. Um, well, maybe not so secret, but um, it kind of gives a very good idea of what, of what people are like as a, as a person in their interests. So, Mr. Rafferty, you're, you're after digging in a drain all day, or maybe you're after coming back from a 4-3 victory in the, in the Walker Cup, and you're sitting down to dinner that evening, and you can have any six people you want. Who are the six people at uh, Keelan Rafferty's candlelit dinner? Oh, that's always the question, and I'm on a loser all the time whenever I answer this one. Uh, the family, there'd be, a, I'd be shot if I don't say someone in the family, and I suppose I, I'd take my father just to, he can be there for everyone. And then if I don't take herself, I'll be single, so she'll have to sit there eventually. Uh, that was a good obviously, was if we can, yeah, if we can get Tiger there now in the chair, we'll, we'll wheel him in. Uh, I'd love to listen to Fred Couples. Uh, I used to love watching when I was growing up. Uh, and another one then would be Brad Faxon. That'd be a nice man, a few stories. And I'd take Adam Sandler just to listen to a Happy Gilmore. How, how it all came about. I think that'd be some, there'd be some crack at that table, huh? <laughs> Faxon has, has a very dry personality, like really, really good humour. And Freddie Couples is just an all-time legend, you know? Yeah. Yeah. throw in sand on that well Keelan thank you very much second time of asking you've been unbelievable with your time <laughs> and flexibility so I want to say thank you and uh, your Dundalk is definitely on my radar to get to and uh, and try my hand at seeing if I'm hitting it right to left that day or, or, or left to right <laughs> <laughs> no thanks so much for having me Paddy thank you very much what a great chat that was with Mr Buckethead himself with Keelan Rafferty let's all keep our eyes peeled and uh we don't, I don't think we need to cross any fingers. Just wish him the very best luck in making that Walker Cup team and whatever decision he makes next. 
Um, the GUI did release the calendar uh, this week of the amateur events for the year, so go check that out on Golf Ireland. Uh, some notable events there, so hopefully we'll all be able to get out and watch these great amateurs from this country of ours play some golf. If you're still listening to this podcast, good for you, because there is 10 free shipping codes for your order on www.pannytalksgolf.com. And let's just use the word bucket. Yeah? So put bucket in a checkout. And you know, the first 10 people that do that will get some free shipping on their order. Um, orders are going really well. Thank God for your support. Plenty of hats, visors, and bucket hats now to be ordered. Uh, so we've reached the threshold. The order has been placed with Imperial. So thank you all there on the way. And the minute I have them, you'll have them within our day. So thanks to our lovely friends at Unpost. Um, but yeah. Thanks all for listening. Leave an all review. Let me know how things are going, how you're finding the show so far this year in 2021. Get engaged on Instagram on Penny Talks Golf there. Yeah, let's have a good old whale of a time. We've another couple of weeks left before golf hopefully is open in this country. So yeah, let's all support each other through this time. Uh, if you want to have a chat, open to have a chat. Even in an all audio voice note on Instagram or on Twitter or wherever you live yourself. That's enough talking by me. Until we tee it up again soon, I'm Paddy. I'm Paddy.